0: Your paradigm is about to shift at the intersection of fact and reason. You're entering Kingston country.
1: I'm Dan Kingston, and you're listening to the Dan Kingston podcast. Okay, I'm excited to introduce to you our resident conspiracy theory expert, Tim at Citizen Subjects. Look, this is a crazy situation with this outbreak, disease outbreak in China, you're on top of this. You've been looking into this. You've researched it. And uh, what's happening on the ground there right now from what you can tell?
0: Well, from what I've seen so far, there's 18 deaths, um, 600 confirmed cases. Um, and believe it or not, they've got 20 million people under quarantine. Now, that that is a larger population than, like, say, the country of Norway. I mean, it's it's they practically have a whole country under quarantine.
1: So what's the conspiracy theory part of this? What are people not hearing about? What's not being said? What do people need to know?
0: Well, well, one of the things that I kind of find interesting and it's really not a conspiracy theory, it's kind of factual. This started back in December. In China, I mean, this was really happening in China back in December and it really kind of came public with it on December the 31st hmm. at the end, at the end of the year. Um, of course the Chinese, like the Iranians, they're not going to tell you they're, they're, they're never going to admit what they've
1: done. Um, it looks like there's a then, lot of parallels to this situation in Iran. Yeah. Can you talk about the fact that there is a top security biolab that just happens to be at ground zero, of this outbreak? Yeah. How can that be yeah. just it's, a coincidence?
0: In the uh, city of Wuhan, I guess I'm pronouncing that right, um, there was a bio lab. There were proposed bio labs built in the early 20-teens, I guess we call them now. Um, the And 2017, 2018 is when this one lab was really established. Just What's last major, year, basically, or two
1: years. Jeez. Yeah,
0: basically, yeah. I mean, within the past few years, um, and they're doing work in China that I guess they can't do here, mm. maybe because of restrictions, or and the conspiracy side of this is that there are there are major organizations tied into work in Jonathan's lab. One of them is the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation.
1: Well, there's multiple um, levels. I mean, first of all, just to say that it's possible this pathogen leaked out of this facility would be considered a conspiracy theory at this point. Just that, because right now they're saying it's not related at all to this facility. Is that right?
0: Yeah, if, if, if I had to put my money on it, I mean, you're seeing the Chinese communist regime saying, oh, well, it's, you know, obviously from a bat." somebody had it yeah some soup at some marketplace the market if if yeah if if i had to put my money on on something here i would say it was probably an employee that didn't realize they were contaminated Mm -hmm. and left the lab and left work or they dumped garbage uh
1: so and it doesn't have to somehow, be something completely sinister like China's trying to kill us all, which I've seen as a common no. thread. I mean, I'm not saying that that's impossible, OK, but I'm but I'm <laughs> saying what looks more likely seems to me like this is too big of a coincidence. And it's similar to Iranian situation where the plane just happens to get shot down after the missiles yeah. go off. And everybody on the news is saying, well, it's not connected. It's not connected. And we're all sitting yeah. there saying, well, hell, it's not connected.
0: Yeah, here's the video. Here's the video of the two, mu- <laughs> the two missiles hitting the plane. <laughs> now would you like to change your story? Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, the conspiracy theory side of this would be, what if this is a dry run, a spread? Uh, see, you know, see see, see how it spreads. Mm. Um, I've also have been informed of pathogens that can mask as one disease, but then it can turn into something else. Oh. Um, more deadly once it's being been carried over like an incubation period. You know, I'm not, in the, I'm not a doctor. I'm not in the medical field. It's just the experience from what I've seen and heard and read, you know, big must be like a Trojan horse virus that could be carrying something else.
1: Tim, are we in uh, danger I mean, I with all the focus on impeachment that nothing is being talked about besides impeachment, including the spread of this, I mean they're talking about it a little bit but no talk about the lab, no talk about the things we're talking about. Is that because impeachment's sucking up all the attention?
0: I don't think it's that. That that's one of the things that kind of reassures me that it was incidental. That 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 it wasn't intentional. Hmm. If it was an intentional release, the the news media would have already been lined up lockstep ready to spread the fear porn about it. Um, Matt, the fact that they're still riding this impeachment train for what it is, a train crash getting ready to happen uh, so hard makes me believe that, you know what, they're really trying not to stir folks up about this. Um, of course, the Democrats want you focused on the impeachment thing. They want you looking at Adam Bug-Eyed Schiff you know, standing up there spreading lies. I mean,
1: that's what my concern is, is, is that they want us to look at this. CNN's running it nonstop. MSNBC's running it nonstop. And the concern is that we're not seeing the Clearview AI facial recognition problem or this more yeah. uh, scary right now that we're talking about the spread of a dangerous disease that's killed and is now in Washington. I mean, if it was spreading in yeah. If yeah. it was spreading all over, would they tell us?
0: Oh, I mean, I think I think if you think about this, they're just now starting to make efforts to contain this. Mm. This virus has been live and out there in the public and contaminated individuals since December. Think about all the traveling that's happened since since December. It's How horrifying. Many people moved in different places. Yeah, I mean, it's exactly right. We don't what? know what the incubation period of this virus is. I mean, you know, I mean, they say like some viruses. You know, stay in your body for seven days, seven, 14 days before you even show symptoms. Um, now, I didn't have time to look at the incubation factor on this. Um, you know, I'm, I kind of Wikipedia a little bit of it, you know, for what I can understand. But I was looking more of the, of the, man, this is, I think this is trying to be covered up here.
1: When did you find out about the, the river that's connecting all the different quarantine yeah. zones? Now,
0: that's why I don't think it was – that's why I think it could have been in the trash or waste, and it got into the water supply. Um, there's a river, and I didn't get the name of the river, but it's between Wuhan uh, – I'm going to slaughter these city names. Uh, Wuhan, Xinjiang, and Chibi, C-H-I-V-I. There's a huge river. Of course, there's a couple main rivers in China. This is one of them that runs right there, in and the those cities are built on the river. And you know, a lot of those Asian Pacific countries, they dump their waste in water, right. dump it in the river. Mm. What if there was contaminated waste out there and it jumped in the river? And it's in the water supply. Um, we, you know, if, if you look at the all, all all the videos that are being spread over Twitter right now and different you know social media platforms, people are just lined up in hospitals. Now, me being the skeptic that I am. The last place I'm going during a pandemic like this is to the freaking hospital.
1: Yeah, hospitals historically are so, a place you go to die. So, so my God. in China, they're lining up? That's what you've seen?
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, there's videos of people lined up in the hallways of these hospitals. And supposedly the Chinese government has ordered a temporary hospital built within six days. Oh. So what they're seeing, they're seeing this thing is growing. They don't see it slowing down,
1: but a lot of people yeah. aren't so concerned because they say it's not as severe as SARS or or other diseases yeah. in the past. And you're saying it that it's too early to tell. I mean, you're not a doctor. I'm not a doctor, but the concern, yeah. the fear, is yeah. that it's too early to tell how dangerous this could really be. Right?
0: It's funny that you mentioned SARS. I did. I did find in my research. That the 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 makeup of this virus shares seventy percent of cellular growth, cellular makeup, or whatever, whatever the terminology is, with the SARS virus. Well, yeah,
1: I mean the lab, the secure, the high security lab was researching SARS. Yeah. So uh, I, uh, mean, yeah. I mean, clearly, this is too big of a connection, too big of a coincidence. They know so much more right now than we know. I think you're 100% on that.
0: And, uh, you know, the, the the prediction, I'm just looking at the facts. I'm looking at what's happening and how people are, are reacting to this. The, the Chinese government is building hospitals right now for this. Mm. So if you only have 600 deaths or 600 people sick right now, 18 people confirmed dead. Which I don't believe that number. I'm gonna tell you right now, I do not believe that number. I believe it's much higher. Um, there's videos all over the internet. Of people just walking down the street and collapsing. You don't do that from a bronchial infection. You're there's, talking to a guy there's that's a, people Bronx.
1: are collapsing on the streets. Well, I don't want to uh, cause a lot of fear that, I mean, we have to now understand that there's a lot of information getting out there that could also be false. Are, are we sure that? what they're collapsing from. Could it be this? Could it, you know, what date is this video from? Are they showing old videos from this? I mean, everybody should do their due diligence, which I'm sure you have, but other people might not, you know, other people looking and listening might do their, see a video and not necessarily look as close. So it's important to make sure what you're looking at is timely and factual because, uh, you know, don't just take our word for it, do it yourself. The truth is that You have to be very concerned when they're isolating, moving people in these isolated boxes. You sent me that that text that's been circulating, that tweet of the the poor bastard that's in this like isolation chamber in the, in the airport, box. right?
0: Yeah, oh my! Yeah, they're rolling that guy out in a airtight box. Ugh. If it was just a bronchial infection with the, with a mild coughing, the guy wouldn't be in a box.
1: Yep, you're right, um, right. They're I mean, they're I mean, very scared. I mean, it looks like.
0: I mean, you're, you're you're talking to a guy. I've had pneumonia twice. I've had mm. the flu once. I've had bronchitis multiple times, and I'm not even a smoker. <laughs> and I'm going to tell you right now, I never fell over like any of those people did.
1: Well, I want to uh, see that I clip. Like Send me up. a video if you have it, and no, I'll no, share no, it on my feed as well. Horrifying.
0: Yeah. You, uh, you can you can go to hashtag uh, coronavirus on Twitter, and they're all over the place.
1: Now, there's no way to show we can't prove the person collapsed because of this specific disease, right? There's
0: multiple. The problem is, is there's multiple videos of multiple people, not just one person. There's multiple people.
1: What happens in the there's video problems. when they collapse? Do people run away? The
0: all, the, well, some people, I, I'm, I'm not trying to insult the Chinese populace. I don't think you're smart enough to run away. I think they're kind of just standing there like, oh, what's going on with Jim over here? <laughs> He's laying on the ground falling out the mouth. You know, hey, hey, yeah. Well, so I, it, take a look at it.
1: I think they're used you know? to seeing dead bodies in the streets horrifically oh, yeah. over there. It's not yeah. that uncommon.
0: Yeah, it's a totally different culture. And that's what Americans don't realize The Westerners. They don't understand that the value of human life in China is not the same. Right. As, it's not as valued
1: as it is here. No, no. Their disrespect uh, for human life is a horrible, horrible stain on their national character, and we must never become like that.
0: I, I tweeted. I tweeted something the other night. I kind of felt bad after I did it. Uh, it was a. It was a tweet that said, uh, "Oh, you know, nothing to see here, but you hear gunshot at, uh and parentheses, uh, gunshots and flamethrowers heard in the background. Mm-hmm. You know." i just i just think that the chinese will the Chinese will Chinese and, you know what I mean <laughs> you're gonna go in and pe people are sick they're probably going to put them down Ugh. especially if they get, they don't have a they have a result for it I oh, think what my. they'll do is they'll let them'll they'll, they'll let them lay in a hospital and die and then they'll burn the bodies i I just think that that's it's it's that's what they'll do because they don't have the infrastructure to handle their population, especially a large population getting sick like that. Look, well, you got to think, one of, one of their cities gets sick. That's like the entire city of New York, the entire city of Chicago, the entire city of
1: San Francisco getting sick. Yeah, their population centers are huge. What's the population of Wuhan? It's like 11 million or something, and that's not even one yeah, of their biggest yeah, it's cities. So crazy. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I mean, I said it's the biggest inland city. Uh. Uh, the fear is the the fear is that it's going to make it into Hong Kong. Um, and if it if it does make it into Hong Kong, coincidentally, and the population can't fight back against what's going on there, then. Maybe they pulled the wool over our eyes this time. I don't know.
1: I heard they, they ran they out of the face masks in the Hong Kong area. Yep. They can't get one.
0: Yeah, the N ninety five. Honestly, I think we should close the border. I think we should uh any flights from Japan, any passengers from Japan, should we turn right or I mean I from mean,
1: China, not Japan. What about so Americans that are right? there in Hong Kong or in China that are trying to get out? Eight. Do we close shut <laughs> them in? Eight.
0: They can come here and be quarantined for 20 days or, you know, whatever the... You know, well, the I mean, FDA I got
1: to ask you, Tim, what if you had a family member? I mean, my sister-in-law is uh, lives in Hong Kong.
0: If, if, if I had a family member, I would say get out now if you can. Um, get out now and go see a doctor first thing when you get here, just to make sure have them run blood tests, everything in you years. Do a full, full pallet, you know, I guess what
1: they call it. It's such you know, an interconnected world test. where everybody's yep. connected. It's not just the money, it's also the people and the families. Yep. And a lot of people go back and forth, yep. especially between Hong Kong, because Hong Kong, a lot of people don't realize, is so much different than China. Hong Kong, really, yep. a lot of ways, they hate China, and they're trying to be free right now, and... So I actually would love to get my sister-in-law on this podcast uh, to talk about her experience in Hong Kong, because she has a story, but that might put her at risk. So anyway, um, I I know you're going to be covering this story um, on Twitter and following it closely. So um, your Twitter feed is at Citizen Subjects. And that's not subjects. Uh, we're going to have you yeah. back on as our resident conspiracy theory expert. And anyone yeah. listening, follow Tim on Twitter. I'll put a link to your Twitter feed on the description of this podcast.
0: I'm going to tell you one thing real quick, Dan, keep, keep, keep your eyes on Virginia still. Um, the, just kind of changes subjects, but the whole, the whole gun thing in Virginia, that, that fight's not over. Um, uh, a lot of, uh, Probably need to do another podcast. Maybe one day to talk about that whole ordeal. I me mean, being here on the East Coast, I'm—I mean, I'm literally a hundred miles from Virginia right now. And uh, the uh, the counties in North Carolina are already becoming sec- Second Amendment sanctuary counties to prevent any of this stuff already spilling into other states. I mean, it's—it's—it's it's, it's getting tense. Even though the the rally in Richmond, you know, nothing broke loose there. Uh, they went ahead in the Virginia. Virginia Senate and pushed forward those bills, some of those bills, especially the red flag laws.
1: Isn't it um, funny how Antifa suddenly becomes so pacified when they're oh yeah. at the rally with all oh the, yeah. the gun rights oh yeah. people? They're not so violent anymore, right? <laughs>
0: yeah, you, you should see the story about the, uh, the three or four guys that the FBI busted that were so, so-called white nationalists and the one ex-Canadian soldier yeah. that was with them. You should do a little research on that. The
1: Canadian guy was the leader and the recruiter. So what? What yeah. was that all about? He was a
0: bomb expert. He was a bomb expert. Uh, they 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 were going There were talk of throwing firecrackers into the crowd to get somebody to shoot. There were all kinds of different angles, but apparently one of them. Apparently, one of the guys was uh, FBI informant already.
1: <laughs> oh wow! So.
0: The thing was screwed
1: from the it was screwed from the beginning. One of the people they, they reported know. as the white uh, supremacists uh, was uh, an informant, and that came out later.
0: Yeah Yes. a lot of those guys in those white nationalist groups are which me, I'm just going to put this out there. there's not that many white nationalist groups, and if they no. are, they're probably really small, and the IQ is really not that high.
1: Right. Um, well, it all comes down to definitions, because a lot of people say, well, uh, I'm white, and I believe in nationalism, so fuck it. I'm yeah. a white nationalist, so it's hard, because yeah. then they say, oh, yeah. no, that all of you guys are white nationalists, because, you know, it's, it's, it's just yeah. a game. It's a huge game, isn't it? It's a,
0: it's, it's, it's a main game. Yep. Uh, I think it's best when people are described as tribal mm. and not racist. Uh, people are tribal. They are, and there's no getting around it. We're, we're, it's, 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 it's in genetics, it's DNA. We're wired this way, we're hardwired this way. And no matter how hard they try to make a perfect community for different races, it's never
1: going to work. Although, you know, Tim, I, I, I researched something very interesting that mm-hmm. when you have mice that grow up, white mice and black mice, they yep. grow up together. They become more willing to dive into water to save a mouse of the other color. But if the white mice are only grown up with white mice and the black mice only grow up with black mice, they are not as likely to dive in the water for a mouse that they haven't grown up with of a color they haven't grown up with. Even mice. And it seems to me... That the um, the melting pot of our country is so crucial and important. It's something that leftists yeah. are falling away from. They don't believe that it's important. They believe we can all stay separate and all be ourselves. When actually yeah. the unifying force of this country, the Constitution, the founding fathers, our American values is our only hope. Yeah. And that's when people yep. call me a xenophobe. I say, screw it. It's us. It's us versus the globalists. We have to be citizens. I mean, we have to be in this you know, together, right?
0: Yes. I mean, this is exactly right. My wife is from, from South Alabama. Her, she has an adopted sister who's black. I'm not racist. I'm from the South. I've got the Southern accent, the whole nine yards. But I'm not racist. But if I went on CNBC or MSNBC... They'd say I was the next David Duke for saying something like that. It's just, I mean, people just need to open their eyes. Just be nice to people. That, mm-hmm. I, mean, I mean, that's
1: the key. Tolerance really used to, to be, be something on, on the left that Democrats used to stand by, and now it's, it looks like, I, I don't know, it, it seems something that patriots have more than anybody, because you have to be tolerant at the end of the day if we're going to survive this thing.
0: Tolerance and restraint. Mm-hmm. That's two things that aren't taught anymore. And it needs to be taught, along with discipline. And And that's the one thing that today's youth needs more than anything. I couldn't agree more.
1: Yeah, we'll bring you back on to cover more. Thanks so much, Tim. Follow Tim on Twitter.
0: Kingston Country. You've been listening to the Dan Kingston Podcast.
1: Dan Kingston here. Are you fed up with the mainstream media? Do you want to support citizen journalism? The Dan Kingston podcast is dedicated to asking questions and exploring topics the mainstream media won't touch. If you enjoy this content, would you help me give you even more for less than $1 a month? Yeah, less than $1 a month. You can help me do just that. And it's as easy as as using Apple Pay or any credit card. And by the way, I'll be thanking sponsor names, your name, at the beginning of each podcast episode. So would you consider signing up for less than $1 a month? Find the link to become a sponsor in the description of this podcast episode or visit anchor.fm slash Dan Kingston. Thank you in advance for supporting citizen journalism and helping me provide you with even more content. I really appreciate it.